Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to start breaking down some successful B2B SaaS product companies for you. In many of these episodes, I'm walking you through what I'm building and attempting to do that in public, as in sharing with you all of the details, good, the bad, the ugly, so that you know what to expect on your end when you're building your B2B SaaS product businesses. However, I'd like to complement that a bit more with successful B2B SaaS companies that you are more than likely very familiar with or have at least heard of. And I'll share with you some of the details and the lessons that can be learned from those successful B2B SaaS companies so that you can learn from them as well. Other things I'm going to be doing is more than likely creating content where I'm breaking down both the usability and essentially evaluating, in my opinion, how effectively I think certain B2B SaaS products solve specific target market problems. That's likely to be video format and going to be on my YouTube channel. So I'll link to that when I'm creating those, but check that content out there if you're interested in that version of it. Now, the product that I want to talk about with you today is how you can achieve billion dollar status, but without taking any investment with your B2B SaaS. And the case study today is about MailChimp. MailChimp, if you're unfamiliar, is a very successful email marketing platform. Uh, it was acquired in 2021 for $12 billion by Intuit. That's the company that makes various tax planning types of software, but they are very dedicated to B2B SaaS. And uh, MailChimp was founded about 20 years earlier or so in 2001. But the key distinction about MailChimp and their journey from the vast majority of other product companies like them is that they never took investment dollars. They never really raised any significant funding, which is dramatically different than how most people approach a really trying to achieve success in, in this world of SaaS to begin with, but definitely anyone getting at or near that level of success in terms of reaching billion dollar status or unicorn status, as it's often referred to. So the first thing I want to mention is that you can be that successful without having to take investment dollars. It is not a requirement by any means. Um, you may not necessarily need to or want to get to quite that successful, but just goes to show you that it can be done. Now, the reason why stories like MailChimp's are rare is realistically because unicorn status stories are rare. That's really the element to focus on here, in my opinion. I don't think it's necessarily how much it matters in terms of whether or not they took investment. I think companies that often get to that level typically do at least somewhere along the way, even if they didn't need to in the beginning, because it can make things easier. But in this case, they never needed to up until when they were acquired, uh, when they were acquired for a considerable amount, when they were purchased by Intuit. That's the first thing, uh, which is, I think, the most striking thing and impressive element about the MailChimp case study. Um, so the email marketing platform, MailChimp, a couple of other things to note about their journey. Number one, I think they're a great example of what taking a product-led approach can ultimately lead to, the kind of success that you can have. And if you're unfamiliar with or haven't really heard much about this product-led approach, it's a kind of a counter to the so-called sales-led approach, which is also very common in the B2B SaaS world. Companies like Salesforce leverage the sales-led model quite a bit, and oftentimes they kind of have to because their product is so complex. MailChimp, on the other hand, had a simpler product. Still does to this day. It does a lot, but it's quite a bit easier to use for 
users and customers, anyone who wants to get started to figure out how to start getting value out of their platform. It's not really possible with a platform like Salesforce. So because you can do that, that product-led approach that MailChimp took made it considerably easier and more cost-effective for them to be able to grow because they didn't need big, complex sales processes. They didn't need large teams that were trained intimately and all the nooks and crannies related to their product. So that product-led approach had continued to pay dividends for them even to this day, even though they're now owned by Intuit. It's very easy to just go right to their website, create an account and get started. You can't really do that with a product like Salesforce. So the second takeaway that I would reinforce here in terms of what I think MailChimp did very well is they were a great early example of what became more popularized as the so-called product-led approach in that they let the product do the selling for them. They made it front and center in the transactions with users and customers so that all of the feedback for the most part gets funneled through the product as opposed to having a person involved being the bottleneck and demonstrating what your product can do to prospects and customers. So that's number two. And then the third thing I would say is that maintaining a low touch approach throughout the growth trajectory for your B2B SaaS is also significantly advantageous. And that's another thing that MailChimp did here, in my opinion, very successfully. They maintained that low touch approach and they didn't let the product complexity get away from them, like a Salesforce, for example. The product itself stayed really to the point in terms of the problems that they were solving and who they were solving them for with regard to managing anything related to your email marketing. And that continued to enable them to be successful. They didn't try to expand outward in a million different directions, complicating their value proposition and making that more difficult for users and customers to figure out how to get value out of it. That's my story about MailChimp. Feel free to check out my blog article, which goes into this and a bunch of other examples for top B2B SaaS companies in 2023 to learn more about those as well also. But the lesson to take away from here is that you can be ridiculously successful in B2B SaaS, even reaching unicorn billion dollar status without needing to take investing capital. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.